You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue our Oscars month or 10 days or week, whatever the hell we're calling it, for 2020. We're at that movie that we all thought we would not want to do. Well, maybe one of us. I don't know. It's Little Women. Hooray! The 87th version of this movie, based <laughs> on the novel by Louisa May Alcott, which I've heard is about as interesting in this movie. Um, having said that, it's coming from a person who actually likes this movie. Um, directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Cerise Ronan, Emma Watson, Florence Pugha, Eliza Sutherland, Laura Dern, Timothy Chalamet, Meryl Streep, Tracy Letts, Bob Odenkirk, wasted, James Norton, Lewis Carroll. God, there's a lot of people in this movie. Um, and yeah, it's time to talk about it. Uh, I would say my name at this point, but due to word from my lawyer in regards to talking about a subject matter called Little Women, I'm going to be la- I'm going to be called Ralph <laughs> Jenkins today. Um, and my name is Colin, and. I like my movies the same way Ben likes his dates. Little Women. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was you or Noah. <laughs> I mean, sure. Uh, but then that implies that Noah's had a date. So. <laughs> oh, that's why I picked you. <laughs> Oh, it's the nicest thing you've ever said about me. <laughs> <laughs> Little women. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mentioned yesterday, the positive is I made it through this movie. Um, but I watched this last. Uh, initially, it was going to be one of the first ones we watched <laughs> because Mallory was just frothing at the bit to see this movie. She wanted to go see this at the cinemas with me. <laughs> She's like, oh, we're going to see it. Um, and then we basically, we watched about five minutes of this, uh, probably like maybe the second one we were going to watch. And then Mallory's like, what's going on? Like, this isn't how it is. Like, this is all weird and it's all over the place. And I've seen the 94 version and even I was like, yeah, this is like at the end of the movie. Like what's going on? Even I'm angry as a little women watcher right now. So Mallory basically said, no, you bought me the book for Christmas. I'm going to read the book and then we're going to watch the movie. So basically we delayed this to last I, I binged all these movies fairly quickly, and then we finally got to the point where it's like, Mallory, I need to watch this movie. I want to get it over and done with. And she'd read like a chapter of the book. So we ended up watching <laughs> it. And um, let's just say that the 94 version wasn't a fluke. Uh, Little Women really is boring. <laughs> um, I said in the last episode, I'll say it again. This is not my genre. This isn't some, you know, uh, sexist opinion or anything. But like, I... I... I feel like in a weird way, uh, this is going to help our case here. Um, I finished this movie less angry at it than Jamie did. And Jamie loves Little Women. Uh, uh, funny enough, you mentioned the reading thing, because I think I mentioned off air before when we were talking about doing this, that Jamie had never seen the 1994 version, but she'd read the book. Uh, silly me thinking that I bought the book for her seven or six years ago and that she would have read it by now, but she hasn't apparently. <laughs> uh, but in the last three months in the lead up to this movie, she's watched the 1994 version like five or six times, apparently. 
Uh, and she had the exact same reaction. I mean, this, this movie, let's just say it, it starts... I think that there was an attempt to modernize a movie that you can't really modernize because it's a period drama and you can only do so much with it. So they tell it through this series of flashbacks and flash forwards. So the timeline's all over the place. They're trying to make it like a Christopher Nolan movie or something. But that messed Jamie up too. I mean, she was like, this is like two thirds of the way through the story. What's going on here? Um, But can I just say before I get to some of the good stuff that I can see in this movie, they did a terrible job with these flashbacks and flash forwards. Why did none of these people look any different if it's supposed to be seven years later? Why is there no, you know, dissolves or something like that to transition you from these flashbacks to flash forwards? Like, it, for somebody who doesn't know the stories, for somebody who who can't immediately pinpoint this is two-thirds of the way through or this is the end, what's going on here, I, I had no clue what was going on at the time. Because the characters, their hair is not different. They don't look any older. They don't dress any different. The environment's not any different. And we're talking a huge cast of characters. You could have done something to make it clearer when you're flashing back and when you're flashing forward. And it just, it lost me for so much of this movie. But I think, yeah, no, I completely agree with everything you said there. And I I will say, in the 94 version, though, that was one of the many (laughs) problems I had. Because they do a similar thing in that. It's a a linear storyline in the 94 version. So there's no flash forwards and flashbacks all the time. But when you do eventually get to the stuff later on, um, you know, Winona Ryder looks exactly the same. You know, Kirsten Dunst looks exactly the same. Like, they don't go out of their way to change it. I think it's a little creepier in the 94 version when it comes to sort of this relationship between the main girl and the main guy. Because um, in, the, in the 94 version, the, the, the guy she ends up with, uh, the teacher guy, uh, is so much older and is played by... Um, that really famous guy um, <laughs> that I've... Christian Bale? No, no, no. <laughs> Christian Bale is um, an ageless child in that movie. He still looks the same as he does today. Um, oh, the... Um, he's in that movie. The oh, Gosh, you know that movie? The Keanu... Is it the Keanu oh, Reeves one? that one. Uh, that he's like the devil. He makes a deal with... Oh, Devil's Advocate? Yeah, well, who's the main guy in that? Oh, no, Constantine. No, no, the devil's advocate. Who's the main guy in that? Keanu Reeves. No, 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 no the, the main older guy. Al Pacino? No, oh, no, 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 hang on. No, I'm thinking of the other devil movie. Um, no, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jojo the, Rabbit? No, <laughs> oh, End of Days. End of, who's the old Gabriel guy? Gabriel Burke. Gabriel Burke, that's him. Yes, thank you. <laughs> took a long time to get there. So many devil movies. <laughs> the point is... That she hooks up with him, and like you know, the age gap between him and Winona Ryder in the nineties. So like, it comes across creepier in that, I guess. But anyway, yes, I agree with you that the timeline is all over the place, and that's what threw Mallory off straight away because this this moment at the beginning of this film when she's like selling her story to this newspaper is basically like the very end because this is how it happens in the timeline and there is no way of knowing because I I had to keep asking Mallory like wait wasn't this bit here and wait hasn't this happened and wait this and wait that and it's just it's just so jarring and odd and I I don't know why Greta Gerwig decided to take this route for it like you you sort of mentioned a bit Christopher Nolan I was very much like it's very Pulp Fiction-y Quentin Tarantino-y like why like why do you need to do this it just makes it confusing and you know the, the the 94 version 
at least I think the story makes sense. I th- again, I should point out, not my target audience either. <laughs> I'm not a little mm-hmm. woman, uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> but it's just Mallory has a certain glow about her when she thinks and talks about little women, like particularly the '94 version, and just you know, and she she wanted me to go and find the like the the thirties and the forties and the seventies version. And there was a 2018 version where they actually literally modernized it. It's like set in modern times. So I found all them for her and I've told her you're watching them when I'm at work. Like I'm not, (laughs) you know, um, but so there's obviously like a timeless story here. And, and again, I just don't think you and I are meant to understand this or get it because I just think out of all the nine best picture nominations, this is the one that, I, if you asked me to tell you the plot of Little Women, I couldn't tell you the plot. Of, there's a girl, she's a writer, um, there's a relationship, one of the sisters goes with another, Emma Watson does a bad American accent, um, <laughs> Bob Odenkirk is wasted in this movie, Meryl Streep's there. Yeah, that's my plot outline of Little Women. I don't know what happens in this movie. <laughs> Like it's a very loose story. I mean, this is it's like a lot of classic novels. It's more meant as a novel than it is a movie, and it's for people who love the novel or love the story. They can enjoy the movie. But this is to me, this feels like something that should have been a miniseries. You know, like it's it's too big of a story. I'm not, not that. Oh, it's such a massive story, like Avengers Endgame. You got to <laughs> split it into two. But, but I mean, like, it, it, I I feel like this would fit if you did. A series of stories or like, you know, uh, some type of, you know, 10 episode, you know, Netflix series or something like that. But to cram it all into one movie, I mean, it just feels like a lot of characters that are probably meant to be more prominent get shafted. I mean, this is really what about like four sisters. And I asked Jamie a halfway through, I'm like, is there a reason why only two of these sisters have any personality? Like <laughs> two of them do literally nothing in the movie. And one of them is the one big star, Emma Watson, uh, who, by the way, after watching Beauty and the Beast, I thought, okay, this is a bad performance. Like, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. After watching this movie, I kept saying to Jamie, I'm like, she's a really bad actress. <laughs> and then it was like, halfway through the movie, Jamie was like, you're right. She is really, and she burst out laughing. She's really bad. Like, how is this woman a star other than the fact that she, you know, people grew up watching her in Harry Potter. She actually drags this movie down when she's on screen. Um, I, I've seen her in one good thing. She was good in The Bling Ring. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Um, oh, yeah. So... But yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, I'm maybe in that demographic where I think Emma Watson's attractive, so I just overlook the fact she's a bad actor. <laughs> I can forgive well, her. I said she's that so to good Jamie too. Jamie's like, <laughs> I-, I said it to Jamie too. She's like, what do you think of this girl? I'm like, she's attractive, but she has zero personality. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, um, for as much as I didn't like this movie, I actually I kept saying the whole time watching, it, like, I actually really like Sarie Thronin. Like, you know, I think she's a good actress. Yeah. And, oh, she's great. And, I mean, she was, what, Little Bird the other year that we watched? Um, L- Lady Bird. Lady Bird. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. There was a bird in there somewhere. <laughs> ben, get your mind out of the little category. Um, so I really enjoyed her in that. So I, you know, she was a shining light. And sure, she's the one who's in it all the whole time. But, um... <laughs> I mean, and the fact that, what's her name? Florence Plur, Plur, Pug. Sounds like pube. Um, you knew Ben was going to go there. Uh, was she the one that got nominated? She was. She was the one who also got nominated yeah, for yeah. an Oscar. And Okay. Um, it's, it's, you know what I find funny? And I, Is this going to be a controversial thing to say? I don't know. 
Everybody is complaining that this is another Oscars so wide, Oscars so sexist year. Maybe it's something we can talk about eventually, but to me, they've just given Little Women all these nominations to appease for that because, yeah, costume design, probably. Um, Yeah, adapted screenplay, maybe. But outside of that, does this really deserve a Best Picture nomination, Best Director? Oh, didn't get a Best Director. Well, well awkward. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, is it just that period piece mixed with the fact that this is, you know, suiting a certain target audience? Or am I just being a bit mean there? No, I think – no, here's the thing. Anytime there's a movie like this, like this is the type of movie that the Oscars do love, which is why I think it's unfair to signal them out and say, oh, how come Greta Gerwig didn't get a nomination? Like they nominated for a ton of things, and this isn't alone. I mean Steven Spielberg made a terrible movie called War Horse that was also a period film, you know, not the same period, that was really boring and really dull, and it got a million nominations. You know, I, I, I think this is a normal thing, and I think – when done right, a period movie like this, I can find to be great. Like one of my favorite movies uh, is Elizabeth, you know, the yeah. um, the first movie that Kate Blanchett really struck a big with Jeffrey Rush and everybody. That's a fantastic movie. And I prefer, I think, for me, a darker story. Like this is just a nice feel good story. And it, it's target audience in a way. I'm not saying it only is this, but it's target audience would be girls who like stories about girls you know and period films i mean jamie loves like she is obsessed with um not sense and sensibility what's the other big jane austen one uh pride and prejudice uh, pride pride and prejudice yeah she's obsessed with like anything jane austen but like pride and prejudice especially so this is right in her wheelhouse but like it, it's it's definitely not for me but i think it is the typical thing an academy gets nominated for and i think we definitely have to talk about the the directing controversy later on because i have a couple of ideas about that but if I'm going to complain about something, I, personally, between the two movies we've covered that Greta Gerwig's done, I thought Lady Bird was a much better movie. And and my criticism at the time of Lady Bird was not the movie itself. It was that I felt like it wasn't a fresh movie. We've seen a movie like this a million times. And you know, we saw better versions of it even that year. Um, but with this, it's kind of the same complaint. Like, I don't feel – I feel like the only thing that really is fresh about this movie – is the ending, which also plays very confusing. Because, I, again, I don't know the original ending, but I can kind of see what they were doing with the ending. And it's sort of a clever idea. But otherwise, this is the type of movie that we've seen a million times. And this isn't a criticism of, you know, uh, uh, the Little Woman movie. This is a criticism of all movies. like that. Movies like this that are directed by men that I also just find to be just bland and overdone. This of Of a year where... We have movies like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Jojo Rabbit that are very unique ideas. 1917, a very unique presentation of you know an old school idea. We have these movies like The Irishman and Little Women that just feel like you could have made this movie in any decade in the past, and it just would have been given that you know uh, typical okay here's here's your eleven nominations, or your six or seven nominations. And it has been made in any other decade in the past. It's been made about four. Yeah, literally times. every. <laughs> this this is the um the star is born of two thousand and twenty. You know, it's made every yeah. few years. I, I agree with everything you say, and I think that you're absolutely right that this is a genre film where I think you're into it or you're not. And I think if you go back over the last couple of years of the movies that I've generally been very negative upon, uh, Phantom Thread, um, you know, <laughs> and uh, The Favourite kind of both are fitting into a theme. But I'm actually trying to think, like, I've seen plenty of sort of period pieces over the years and I, I just, 
I can't think of any that stand out to me that I absolutely loved, but I also feel like I don't hate them all. Like, it was very much a, a genre my mum loved. This was the movie that, you mm. know, mum would be watching. And she had the original Little Women sitting on the video shelf growing up. Like, she obviously really enjoyed it. And I think it's, you know... I feel a bit mean maybe just trying to say, like, this is the token film directed by a female that they've had to put in there. But at the same time, like, it is pure Oscar bait. Like, this would, even if this is directed by a man, this is going to get the nominations based purely on the style it is. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's kind of surprising because um, a lot of hype came into this. And I haven't seen the movie, so I, I feel kind of weird bringing this up when I can't really comment having not seen it. But a lot of hype came into this year over the movie Hustlers which basically didn't mm-hmm. walk away with any Oscar nominations, I don't think. Did it get a technical one? I don't know. But, you know, that was directed by a female. You know, everyone was talking about this great turn by Jennifer Lopez and kind of, you know, the effort that that was going to go, and that got none. So um, that would have been, I think, an interesting one if that had have knocked off Little Women. I actually wouldn't mind seeing Hustlers. It looks pretty interesting. But, um, mm. yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's just... Maybe it just fits into me not being my target audience again. Um, but just, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting, at least with the 94 version, like, again, you can slightly follow it. I think there's a slight charm to the fact that I'm taken back to a time when Winona Ryder was a thing, when Kirsten Dunst, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I feel like everyone thinks I hate Kirsten Dunst after our Spider-Man coverage. I don't hate Kirsten Dunst. When Kirsten Dunst was a child, um, Claire Danes, you know, there she was. There was that other girl who no one remembers who it was out of the 4 and 94 <laughs> one. Uh, Trini Alvarado. Oh, she's gone on to some big things. Oh, wow. We got a month dedicated to her coming up next year, I know, actually. right? Uh, I mean, seriously, Christian Bale, though. Like, uh, I mean, Mallory, Christian Bale would be in her five, her five cheat list and just <laughs> swoons over Christian Bale. And again, he has not aged. This guy looks still the same as he did in this movie. And then, you know, Susan Sarandon's in it as well. That's about it. But so it, it you know, had a decent cast and it had a bit of a charm about it. It had that early 90s feel to it, but I still didn't like it at all. But, um, yeah, this one, I don't even know what the point of me talking about is. Uh, Bob Odenkirk was in this movie. Bob- Colin, what do you think of Bob Odenkirk? <laughs> don't forget Chris Cooper. Like, it's funny because I, I think I, I've seen so many Chris Cooper movies, I recognize them right away. But I had to say to Jamie, do you know who Chris Cooper is? And she's like, no. And it took her five minutes. She didn't Google Chris Cooper. It took her five minutes into this performance. She's like, wait, I do know that guy. You know, the guy from October Sky, American Beauty, adaptation, right? Um, but but I think there are some good performances in this movie. Um, it, it's the characters, as I said, that there's a problem that, that so many of these characters, especially – in, in a family of four sisters where the story is supposed to be about four sisters, there's two that literally Greta Gerwig could not care about less because <laughs> they, they have nothing to do in this movie. Uh, but I, I think I am going to disagree with you just on Flo- Flo- Florence Puge, uh, Puge, Puge, Pugh, um, Florence, because uh, <laughs> I think she's a real star. Um, there is some awkwardness with her character, and, and Jamie was saying the same thing, that uh, the fact that these characters don't look any different. Now, Okay, so Florence Pugh, she's, <laughs> I don't know what, early, mid-20s, let's say. Yeah. And this story takes course over seven years, or I guess it flashes back, you know, seven years earlier, seven years later. I think they say she's supposed to be like 20, you know, in the, the later scenes. The scenes where she's supposed to be 13, A, she does not look like somebody who's younger than 20 years old. But B, in a really weird, awkward way, she plays it like she's younger than 13. She plays it like a nine or 10 year old. And it feels like almost a skit 
where an adult is like, hey, I'm an obnoxious little kid. Come on, wait for me, you know? And, and some of those things I, I found myself laughing at because it just – it didn't fit. And maybe they should have cast a younger actor for those scenes. But but I think what we do get out of her, I thought she was one of the better things about this movie. Like, I thought she was great in this. I just think I didn't pay enough attention. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> in all seriousness, like – I actually just zoned out of so much of this film. Like, that's the problem I think I had because it was just... Sure, I was sitting here saying, hey, I made it to the end, but did I really watch all of it properly? Like, I honestly... All the all eight movies before I watched these, I, you know, sat through all of it and didn't go on my phone and just paid attention. And so this one, I tried my hardest. And it just... I, I, I don't know if I maybe just paid enough attention to her. Um, so I feel bad commenting on it. But I don't know. Like, it's just... <laughs> It's the thing in a movie like this to me is that everyone ends up appearing the same. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a period. Like, they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And they're not even British. To me, like, the whole time I'm thinking, like, wait, they're not British? Shouldn't they be British? This is an old movie. They should all be British. They cast all British actors, too. That's the other thing that's confusing. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it just feels very British to me. Wasn't Meryl Streep British in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> She's the only British one. <laughs> Like, honestly, like, Meryl Streep shouldn't have gotten an Oscar nomination, but come on, she just walks past the the theatre there in, in Hollywood and, oh, have an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how is she in a movie and doesn't get nominated for one. But, uh, look, I, 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 I take your word. I I will say your opinion <laughs> is, 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 is valid because you watched the movie closer than I did. Um, also, Timothy Chalamet, I mean, mm. you know, we loved him in Calling By Your Name. You know, he was okay in Lady Bird. Uh, but I remember all this hype about him after Calling By Your Name saying that he would be like the next Leonardo DiCaprio, like the actor of his generation. I remember thinking at the time, like, well, he's good, but is he that good? And then I see him in a movie like this where, uh, you know, again, I probably should be zoning out. But <laughs> when he's on screen, like, I really find him entertaining to watch. Uh, you know, his character, of course, is all over the place, which, again, isn't helped by the fact that I would probably have to watch this a second time to actually follow the timelines because his character does not change or age in any way. You know, they could have given him some facial hair in the later scenes, like anything some pubes. so that you could distinguish it. So his character sort of goes all over the place. But whether he was playing the older version, or the younger version, I still liked him in this. I, I feel like this is a three character story. You know, the two sisters and not fighting over this guy, but the guy, I guess picking and choosing which sister he's into at one time. And those three were given all the attention. Even Laura Dern is just an afterthought in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I completely... I knew she was in this going into it. And then when she appeared, I'm like, oh, Laura Dern's in this movie. And All oh, right, I knew that. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, with Timothy Shallow, however you say his name, um, he... <laughs> he Again, I think it was just funny watching this movie going, I know that guy. I know that guy. And then Mallory's like, no, you don't. I'm like, yes, I do. He's in things. Yeah. Like, no, he's not. <laughs> I'm like, what? So he's never been in things before. <laughs> um, and I looked him up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, call me by your name and, and Lady Bird. So, but it's funny. You mentioned, like, he was perceived as the act, next actor of his generation, all this sort of stuff. I mean, not saying I'm the be-all and end-all of movie knowledge, but, I mean, I literally was like, oh, I know who he is, but I can't remember who he is. Like, it's not straight away. Like, that's Army Hammer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's kind of, it wasn't that. Um, so... Yeah. Bob Odenkirk, though, Colin. Can we mention him again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to touch on the directing thing, because 
like the argument is made often that the, like Oscar's so white, Oscar's so sexist, and the argument is made, oh, it's just a bunch of old white guys running the academy. The academy is literally people selected from every single profession. It's not just writers, directors, actors. I mean, it's cinematographers, it's everything. And the way that that changes is by, we made the same argument, I think a couple of years ago with the whole Oscar so white thing. It's not an Oscars problem. There needs to be movies out there for to nominate. And I I think there was an argument made uh, this year, like, oh, there's a record number of movies that were directed by women this year, which was something like, 13 or 15 percent or it was less than 20 percent but that argument would be made that if you know the very best movies were made by each genders that you would get one nomination in there for the best picture and potentially one for the best director uh now greta gerwig didn't get nominated for best director my argument is she made the type of movie we've seen a million times which my same argument will be made for the irishman (laughs) more to come on that later uh but the academy can't choose this they can't just say let's get more women in here they can only get more women in there if more women start being hired by the studios and this was the argument about oscar so white unless you start unless the studios start giving movies to black directors or asian directors uh or black or asian stars or anything else like that you're not going to have that representation you can't have it in the academy so this shouldn't just be oh the academy didn't do this um but here's my big argument i'm getting at here we have categories for best actor and best actress. Would it be wrong to say there should be a category for best male director, best female director? And I know people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, it should be equal or whatever. Fine, but nobody's ever going to make the argument to separate the acting nominations. Nobody's going to say we should just have best actor and it is men and women both competing or best act supporting and it's men and women both competing. You know, there is a different point of view that women will bring to a movie's a director. We talked a lot with Patty Jenkins with Wonder Woman. And I think the same can be said here. Uh, that a man's going to bring to a perspective, you know, from a male-oriented movie. If a man is making Little Women, it's going to play differently than if a woman's making Little Women. If a woman is making John Wick, it'll play differently than a man making John Wick. I don't think it's that out there to say, let's have a best male director and a best female director. And then maybe you just have one massive director category at the end of the night. Yeah, I think... It's probably going to be the only way to kind of just stop this every year because it, it's... Unless you have 50-50 movies directed by men and women, which will take a long time because you need experience to get there. And yeah, and, I, and I'm not a person who believes in just filling up a quota just because you've got to appease to, you know, the mm. masses. Like, oh, well, we better shove two female directors in here because we better make people happy. It's You're taking away from other directors, and I think it... it to me, the Oscars should be judged on the merit of what you're producing. Like, this is where I didn't... Again, I haven't seen Uncut Gems, and I'm a big Adam Sandler fan, but like, I didn't like those comments that were leaked during the week or whatever it was, basically saying that from one of these Academy members who all but said Adam Sandler didn't get nominated for an Oscar because he's not Academy Award material. Like, you know, he doesn't have a resume. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think that's fair. I think you should be judged purely on what you are like in one movie at that time and not be based on a reputation. So having said that, I don't think you should just automatically shove two females in there to be like, oh, fuck, we better, you know, token female directors, here they are. If they make great films, if, if five films this year, the five best movies, five best director movies are all directed by women and you had five females in here, I don't think any man's going to complain. I know it's different. I'm not saying, like, I'm not trying to play that card. But at the end of the day, if they were the five best directed films, by all means, give them to it. Were these five uh, movies that are nominated for Best Director the Best Director films? 
I mean, arguably according to the Academy now, I haven't seen all the movies in 2019, I can't tell you. But, yeah, I think that maybe you do need to end up putting a best female, best male director category. And then that also, I think, would start enticing more females into filmmaking. And I think we are, we're seeing that. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, like, what, 15%, like, it's getting higher and higher every year. Fantastic. But... I don't think the way you create more equality in these categories is by simply just going out of your way to nominate females just for the fact that they're a female. I think, if anything, that's demeaning to females. I think you, you know, if mm-hmm. you create their own category where you you kind of have that there, then you know, young females who are getting into movie making are going to go, well, hey, look at this, great, like you know, um, I've got an opportunity here to be recognised. I'm always got a chance to get nominated for an Oscar. Uh, let's do it. And I think that would open the door for, for more films directed by females. So, um, yeah, it's 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 always going to be a topic every year, though, isn't it? It's just, you know, no matter what happens. Didn't we have a year, the other like, after the last Oscar so white or something like that, that pretty much mm-hmm. half the, the acting fields were, it was just very diverse, but weren't any complaints yeah. that year, were there? <laughs> mm-hmm. But again, that came a year after when Hollywood started saying, these studios started saying, let's give more diversity in our movies. Let's hire more diversity with our directors. It needs to start there. And blaming the Academy is the wrong move. But I mean, I think if you do separate the male and female director categories, like I think it's valid because we both said it like. Mallory loves movies like this. Yeah. Jamie loves movies like this. I don't. Exactly. Um, I could not drag Jamie to see Dunkirk a few years ago. Uh, I couldn't drag her to see 1917. I saw that by myself, sitting alone in a the theater uh, with a bunch of senior citizens around me, which was <laughs> weird. But, uh, you know, that's just not her genre. And that's fair. I mean, you're going to appeal to different audiences. And I think there there's a valid argument to make for, you know, little women appealing to the right demographic. Now, having said that, I don't know what Mallory's opinion on it. Jamie did not like this movie at all. And and I think that comes less from the point of view of, oh, this movie doesn't play well and more as a little woman purist who loves the original. This just felt like a little bit too. And she kept even commenting that the, the way the dialogue was written, the way the performance was like, it's like they just took people out of 2020 and plopped them into a period movie. So there are things she didn't like about this as well. But if you had a female director category, you know, and then you just made the 10 best picture nominated movies, you not only get more diversity, but I think you would, like you said, you would get more women interested in movies because Jamie's going to appreciate different movies than I am. This isn't my genre, but that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's just not for me. Uh, Mallory didn't like it. Uh, (laughs) I mean, again, as someone who loves the 94 version so much, um, yeah, no, she wasn't a fan of what they did with this. So, yeah, it's interesting of that opinion that kind of, you know, uh, they both feel that way. So, yeah, it's 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 very interesting, that note. And I it would be actually, not that I want to watch it, because I've given Little Women two chances and none have landed with me, but it would be interesting to watch the 2018 version where they really did modernise it and literally modernise it, because, mm-hmm. again, it's set in modern times. So, But I definitely feel... I agree with you. I think it kind of does feel very much like they've just dropped 2019 into, what is this, like the 1800s, whatever year it's set, Civil War. Mm. Um, and it kind of, it, it does kind of feel that way. And one thing actually I note too, which would be interesting if you ever do go and watch the 94 version, and maybe this is just the character. Maybe both Winona Ryder and Cerise Ronan are just good at playing the character. But I, I did feel that um, Cerise Ronan kind of almost impersonated Winona Ryder for a lot of this movie. 
um, mm. just with some of her mannerisms and that. But again, that just could be the character of Joe. Maybe they're just both very good at interpreting that. Uh, and one thing, actually, I will say, look, it's not really a spoiler. It's a spoiler. I'll, I'll, I'll word around it because, look, if you know the story of Little Women, it's not a, it's not a spoiler. But there is a, a death in this movie, which is, you know, the real mm. tearjerker. Like, God, when Mallory and I watched the 94 one a couple of months ago, she was still crying and she'd seen it how many times? Um, she didn't cry on this one. <laughs> like, I, I honestly can't even remember the death scene in this movie, if I'm completely honest. I at least remember it in the 94 version. Yeah, and again, it's that messing with the timelines because they started flip-flopping a lot back. The, the two scenes are very closely connected. They're showing somebody who is sick and maybe dying in the past, and then they're showing the same thing in the future. But because the characters don't look any different and it's literally taking place like in the same environment, I had no clue which timeline I was in. So I was sort of left at the end of the scene going like, wait, did she die seven years ago? Or did she just die now? You know, or oh, I shouldn't have said she. Uh, it's it's oh, Little Women. It's Colin. Been, so, yeah. No. We know it's not one of the two guys in this movie. Um <laughs> But but yeah, like I just feel like there was some poor execution in telling the story, and I'm going to kind of give a little bit of credit to what I think is a fall of the movie because I think that Greta Gerwig at least tried to do something different in this movie, and in my opinion, it didn't work. I we're two movies into her now, and again, this is uh, let's let's say the same thing. There aren't many people out there, unless your name is Sam Mendes, that can make two masterpieces, two movies in a row. Most people, it takes time to build. I think she's a good director. I think that this movie is, you know, entertaining. It's fast paced enough. I mean, this is why I said I didn't hate the movie. Uh, there were scenes I really enjoyed. There were scenes I was kind of bored by. I just felt like the execution of the movie was what was off, which is why I would detract and say probably not a best director nomination for her. But a lot of the same problems that I have with Little Women are the same problems I have with The Irishman. I just feel like it's too generic. It's the type of thing we've seen a million times and it's not necessarily the most effective version of what we've seen a million times. Fast-paced, really? Um. <laughs> well, in comparison to, like, Pride and Prejudice, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, look, I yeah, I, I, have not, I don't have a problem with Greta Gerwig. She does a fine job. I, I think Taika Waititi deserved a Best Director nomination over Greta Gerwig, and I don't think anyone's crying and foul you know, for that, are they? Well, and, and I think this is where it kind of takes away, too, because should there be more diversity? Only if the movies justify it. I'm all for it. I mean, me personally, I, if you look at my DVD collection, it's probably 30-40% subtitled movies. You know, granted, most of those are Hong Kong movies, but uh, there's a genre I really like. Uh, so this isn't about lack of diversity. What I'm saying, I'm saying I want the best movie, but um, I just want original things. And, you know, Lady Bird, I didn't feel like was an original idea. It was kind of an interesting spin on it. It, it, Little Women, not an or, definitely not an original idea. The whole movie's made a million times. And I just feel like if you made the same movie, if Steven Spielberg had made Little Women, it would have been just as boring as War Horse. <laughs> That's a valid argument. But we're almost taking away from the fact that we have the first ever South Korean, not only nominated Best Picture Movie, but Best Director. How rare is it? And this is the other problem. There's so much of a push for we need more black directors in there. That I think Ang Lee made the valid argument years ago. He goes, outside of me, name one black filmmaker. Try to name one black or, or name one Chinese uh, filmmaker or Asian filmmaker or Asian movie star. It, it, it's not just about let's pick one um, uh, ethnicity to give the spotlight to. Let's just open it up for everybody. And here we have a South. Uh, I keep going to say South African, South Korean <laughs> director who you're almost taking away from by saying, oh, well, they didn't nominate a, a woman as a director. 
Yeah, but they nominated whatever his name is, <laughs> Jun whatever, Hung, um, what is his name? Bong Parasite Jun guy. Hu or Junhu Bong, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They pronounce it. They nominate him, yeah. and that that is groundbreaking. Mm. And I haven't even seen Parasite yet, but that's a huge deal. And and that I think you should be making a bigger deal of that. Would it be nice if there was more diversity in there? Yeah, because I like watching different things. But I don't, I don't think you should take away from one. When you say this person was snubbed from director, you have to take somebody out. Personally, I might take out Morton Scorsese, but <laughs> um, I, I think that at least that that needs to be brought up too. I hate when people say this person was snubbed, this person was snubbed, because they never have the balls to say who should they should take the place of. Um, yeah, it's I, I, I when I say pronounce, I mean I don't know how because Koreans obviously I think when it comes to the to Westernizing their names, we see it on paper as um, Bong Joon Hoo, but I think they might say it Joon Hoo Bong. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of it's the way yeah. you say it, the the way around there. Um, no, but I, I I completely agree with you. I mean, let's we're going to get to that when we talk to Parasite. That this is it's a groundbreaking moment. I think whenever a foreign film gets best picture nomination because you know at the end of the day the academy awards are technically american awards are they not so you know the fact that you can mm-hmm. um put in a, a movie that's not from the united states uh, and that they don't have to they don't have to nominate a, a film that's not from their country i'm sure that um little women isn't getting nominated for best picture in the korean film awards you know what i mean so it's 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 a it's a groundbreaking moment and particularly when it's a country where you've never had that before and directors wise as well and yeah i i definitely think that once again, with all the controversy that comes around, uh, you know, nominations and snubs and all this sort of stuff that, yeah, it does take away. Like, I think we had a great year last year with Roma getting all that uh, attention and kind of yeah. saying how that was such a big deal. And, you know, sure, there's always a, a few small little people out there who are talking about, you know, oh, they snubbed this and this is racist, this is sexist. But I think Roma got celebrated last year and I feel... That this year, Parasite isn't getting celebrated as much as it should be, and, and Parasite's yeah. one of the favourites to win. Let's not ignore that. Like favorite, Parasite's probably mm-hmm. in the top three chances to win Best Picture. Again, we're not there yet, but um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with everything you said. And again, the summary is perhaps let's just introduce Best Female Director, Best Male Director, uh, and then and then maybe you you kind of open that door a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll you'll represent new audiences, you know. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's fair that whether people want to admit it or not, women, you know, find different types of stories interesting than men, which is why I can't drag Jamie to 1917. <laughs> and I also think too, it's on that. I think that women are probably, and this is probably just a thing that you and I are never going to realize because we're not women. But I guess like women have always probably understood and accepted more of these movies that us as men like, whereas you mm-hmm. know they selective films that maybe are more female oriented like a little women kind of where men are not going to be as accepting of them if that makes sense so i think kind of that also Mm -hmm. then opens that door up for some of these you know really you know more films that perhaps we should and and i'm not saying that men are just always going to give up on that i think kind of society changes and the more of these films are out there you know we're going to be more accepting of them but Again, it's it's mm-hmm. sort of just the little women's of the world that you and I are going to sit here and not really... Because it is so targeted at women. I think even yeah. movies that are like Ford v. Ferrari, let's be honest, more you would more so say mainly targeted at men based on cars and how that is perceived. I'm not saying women don't like cars. Joker. Joker, yeah. I'm not saying that, that, but like it's kind of... You would look in that. But I think women can still watch Ford v. Ferrari and get an appreciation of it because I think... A lot of women like cars. A lot of women like motor racing. A lot of women like Christian Bale. So it kind of works. Whereas, I i mean, I'm not taking away from the men who do like period pieces and the men who do like Little Women. 
as in the movie, men who like actual little women <laughs> just don't. Um, yeah, you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was my All point. right. Um, I'm hosting this. Why am I handing it over to you like you're hosting it? Um, <laughs> so it was nominated for... <laughs> oh, God. Ben, good host. Um, how many was this nominated for? Too many. Uh, <laughs> no, it was nominated for a total of six uh, Academy Awards. Best Picture. Uh, best Actress for Cerise Ronan. Best Supporting Actress for Florence Pugugugugu. Um, adapted screenplay, original score, original score. What? I don't remember the score for this movie. Um, best costume design. You'd probably think it's got a chance on costume design, and I think it's, I think it's winning that one. Yeah, and I think it's a favourite for adapted screenplay. But um, I mean, God, it'll probably win best original score now. I mean, hum the hum the score right now for Little Women, Colin. Little women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think yeah, those two. Do you, do you think it's got a chance of winning any other of the other ones? No, I mean I I think it's probably going to win adaptive screenplay. I don't think it necessarily deserves it, but I will say I think that a lot of the dialogue was at least you know, entertaining for the most part, more entertaining than some other period film. Like again, I, I'm I'm kind of knocking this movie as just being generic, just because of the other stuff we're up against this year. But I didn't think it was a bad movie. But I think costume design is also a lot because I mean, it's one thing when you do a period movie and all the costumes look the same. But when you do a period movie like this, and every costume is unique and they're dressing each character as its own character, I mean, I think this one, I don't, I don't see any way it's going to lose costume at the very least. Yeah, no. The Academy Award-winning film Little Women. I think the uh, the '94 version was nominated for a couple. I, yeah, I don't know. Best Christian Bale. Winona Ryder was nominated. Was she? Oh, she was yeah. too. There we go. Three. So uh, we got post- it got costume design, uh, best actress for Winona Ryder, and best original score. God, like <laughs> they love the scores on Little Women. It's the, the Academy. It's the same categories. It's like oh, Little Women got nominated. Yeah, it's weird. Is that? Has that happened before? Like, I mean, did Star is Born get nominated for similar categories last year? Then I don't know if they got nominated the first time or the first three times. Um, <laughs> one of the many times. One of the many times. But, I mean, this, it, yeah, I should have looked that up. That's an interesting thing that it kind of, uh, a remake gets um, nominated in the same categories. Yeah, so what are we doing with this movie? Uh... <laughs> well, look, I'm not going to bin it because uh, I, I, it almost sounds like I've been very critical of this movie, but... Uh, like I said, I, I, I probably was less angry about it than Jamie was, uh, but that's her as a purist and I've seen worse period films. It's just, it's not for me, but if I'm being completely fair on these as the best pictures, uh, I don't think that this is a terrible movie. I I just personally wouldn't have put it in the mix of the 10 best of the year, but yeah, I'm going to rent it, I guess, you know, kind of a mild rent because I wouldn't be opposed to ever watching it again. I'm just probably not going to go to my way to do it. Yeah, I would be, uh, and I would never do it. Uh, <laughs> so it's a bin from me. <laughs> I'm just, I've given you two chances, little women. Um, <laughs> no, I don't give you a third. So, yeah, look, again, not a movie for me. Uh, it's never going to be targeted for me, uh, despite what some people might think about the title. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> There's a big picture of me at the local cinema with a no entry to the movie called Little Women. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, but I will say this is the only movie I will be binning this year. So, um, did I bin two last year or one? Uh, I can't remember. I think I bin two, but I don't remember which ones. Last year, out of the three that we've watched, was easily the worst of the three that we've watched in terms of total movies. But I, I almost say this year's the best, and I've just been Little Women. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know what we're doing tomorrow. I don't think we've discussed this. So, um, Colin, what are we doing tomorrow? <laughs> what, what, Oscar, what are the remaining well, four? Have I mean, we done? Are we going to do? Well, we. I think we've already kind of predetermined we're going to do Joker last, so we could do a spoiler version of it. And we have to wait on Noah for Parasite, so I think that's going to be second last. So really, we got Ford vs. Ferrari and then um, 1917. So host's pick, which one? Uh, well, you're hosting next, so. Oh, oh well, in... I meant your host oh. this week. <laughs> um, uh, let, let's, do, let's, do, uh, let's do 1917, because I've been dying to talk about that movie. Yes. So. Uh, yeah. Me too. Yes. 1917 uh, tomorrow then. Woo! What do you think of 1917, Colin? I... <laughs> I saw this yesterday. Um, I took advantage of picking up Casper from daycare. Just happened to leave about two hours early and <laughs> saw this in a theater by myself with a bunch of senior citizens around me. Uh, I, again, I'm not going to say much right now. I'm just going to say, like, again, I'm dying to talk about this. Is on a technical achievement, unlike anything we've seen before. But even as a story, I just it's. I'm really excited to go through this episode, and this is one of these things that. I feel like, uh, at the very least, let me just say this. I think Sam Mendes has redeemed himself. From those terrible movies that he did? Spectre. Oh, Spectre was Spectre. great. Come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I was hooked. I was just glued to the screen the whole time and, you know, technically just a masterpiece of cinema. Um, and just, yeah, I, I feel like I'm giving everything away right now. But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking about it and... Uh, I think that, um, you know, we're obviously going to be talking about clearly one of the clear favourites, probably one of the three films that has really been touted as taking home 1917. uh, Taking home 1917, taking home the Best Picture Award. But, um, yeah, look, Sam Mendes, this is a man who made a a plastic bag floating in the wind entertaining. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he's done it again. Uh, but so join us tomorrow for that as we continue our Oscar uh, reviews. Thanks for tuning into Little Women. Somehow I feel this might be our longest recap yet. How is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, the usual stuff. I just, I'm zoning out like I did in Little Women. Um, my name is Ben, oh, sorry, Ralph Jenkins, and uh, I'm going to go get that um, restraining order lifted now. <laughs> And my name is Colin, and at the very least on Oscar night, I'll be rooting for Florence Pew Pew Pew. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.